Honey, I'm going out. I'll be back in a couple hours. You play Farmville and call yourself a gamer. You said awesome, and I said I hate it. Okay, so here we go. This is where this is where the extended knowledge comes in. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just staring at a wall somewhere. Can anyone afford Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> that's 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 surprising. I don't think a human could make those sounds. Yeah, well, you can do it though, can't you? <laughs> yeah, I can. Hi, I'm Dean. And I'm Paul Zavall. And I'm Jason. <laughs> Welcome to Nerds Before Birds, the podcast where you'll find reviews, rankings and general discussion on all things pop culture. This week we will be looking at Steven Spielberg's most recent film, Ready Player One, and we are also going to have a look at the effect of nostalgia on film. But first, Dean, what did you think of Ready Player One? Did it soar like an eagle or is it simply flipping the bird? <laughs> uh, um, I, I loved it. Sorry, I just spilt my coffee everywhere. <laughs> Not That's you. Fun. What? You got the hands of a midwife. How are you dropping liquid? <laughs> Did you say a hands of a midwife? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to catch the baby. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Just like he catches oh his coffee right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I did catch my coffee in my hand. That's great. All right. <laughs> now All tell me what head. you thought of the movie. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it was a right. splash. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, so um, this will be Paul's first last podcast with us. Oh, first threatening day one. Joke. Oh. oh, my goodness. So Paul's of all was amazing. I thought of that five minutes ago and I thought it was a cracker. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you thought that we we're going to actually laugh at that. That's that's just terrible. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> well, shame uh, on that me. That was shocking. Yeah. Okay, so ready, player one. Saw like an eagle or flipping the bird? <laughs> Which was it? I think it was not like Paul's joke, and it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it worked really well. Offensive. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just a lot of fun, uh, like hour and a half of just fun popcorn entertainment. So many references. Yeah. Like I would go back and watch the movie just to sit there and count how many things are in that movie. Yeah. I think um, I seen yeah. online someone had said that there's something like 360 or something like that with did, didn't or 319. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I watched yeah. those videos. Yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I so thought it was good. pretty good too. What did, what did you think, Paul? Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a great movie. I had an absolute blast. Souls like an eagle. Sorry, we'll oh, the answer to that question. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that, that, that <laughs> that's the catchphrase, isn't it? Um, yeah, it definitely did soar like an eagle for me. But um, but that's yeah, I, I don't know whether it was my favorite Spielberg movie, but it's 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 up there. It's pretty it's pretty enjoyable, and it's nice to have mm. him come back to form in like the the blockbuster kind of thing because he hasn't really done any blockbusters for a while. It seems like he's yeah he's gone into more of a drama sort of. A, sort of um time i suppose and um yeah so mm-hmm. what about it like did you like the most dean what what, what was it that st- stuck out uh, stood out for you well stood out, out. Well, first of stuck all out. i think stuck out. there's a shirt there <laughs> stuck out bro yeah stuck out <laughs> hey, hey what stuck oh. out for you didn't didn't tell me what stuck out Dean? what stuck out for me what yeah. stuck out? I don't know what accent we're meant to be doing, but Do you I just always talk go. Talk me about it. We go New Zealand, bro. Oh yeah. 
Oh, it, South, oh, South Africa. Yeah, so many, so many things that stuck out about that. <laughs> Denny um, Otto. <laughs> New Zealand Denny Otto. Hello to any viewers from New Zealand. This is merely a parody. We appreciate your viewership. <laughs> your Fully, viewership full respect. Yeah. Complete respect. Cheers, yeah. bro. Love everything about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, I was going to say, Jace, with the whole favorite Spielberg thing, I think that's really, really difficult for it to be a favorite, like anyone's favorite Spielberg film because of how many great movies Spielberg has yeah, directed. He really has done um, a, great, a lot of great movies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe top five, but that's just, you know, and it's saying something. Like Transformers Last Night. Of- <laughs> great movie. Oh, yeah. That's the probably my favorite of Spielberg's, the-, um, the Last Night, Transformers so Last Night. Oh, so great. You know what really lo- I love about that is that the aspect ratio changes mid-action sequence. It's it's just something that really, really makes me happy because it's it's like you have one shot and there's bars at the top and bottom and then the next shot there's no bars at the top and bottom. And then the next shot Wait. you have bars again at the top and bottom in the middle of the action sequences. It's in last insane. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? It's in the trailer. If you watch 100%. the trailer, it's actually in the trailer it's that so way weird. and it's so terrible and it takes you right out oh. of it. It's kind of like Michael Bay trying to do his own Christopher Nolan with him shooting like 70 uh. mil print. Um, and having those sequences in the Dark Knight where it goes like you know, um, super wide, and and oh, not <laughs> wide but like super square, and then going back to yeah. the the cinemascope sort of thing. But that's a side note. Christopher Nolan knew that he had to shoot whole scenes. Yeah. In IMAX, he couldn't just like <laughs> do certain shots here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And just chug them in. Yeah. Like some freaking carnival circus. Oh, so bad. Anyway, um. But anyways, yeah. So that's one of Steven Spielberg's worst yeah. movies, but not directed by Steven Spielberg. So that's fortunate. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure the aspect ratio thing was his idea. Yeah, I'm sure 100%. it was. I'm sure just cashing yeah. the checks was his idea too. Like he's just raking it in from those movies, <laughs> except for the last one, which didn't make anything. So so that's pretty much all he They're like, did. do Transformers. No, we'll give you $500 million. I'd love to. Yeah. Okay. When do I start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the bank accepts this, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Dean, nice. anyways, what, what do you think is your favourite Spielberg movie? Like, if you had to narrow it down to one, because you're a massive Steven Spielberg fan, <laughs> fan, right? Yes, and it's very difficult for me to answer that. I think... He's such a big fan, he's not allowed within 500 yards of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how big a fan he is. Who told you? Your lawyer. Spielberg, right? Mm. <laughs> Carry on. My favorite film of Spielberg's is uh, the one that I made I outside of his house recently <laughs> this week. <laughs> the aspect ratio looks like oh it's changing, goodness. but it's because mm-hmm. I'm getting out of the bush. <laughs> It's uh, let's just be serious about this, yeah, okay? Yeah. Oh, so, favorite yeah. film is actually Spielberg, uh, the video recording of the uh, court case with Spielberg, um, where he's saying, Do not come near me ever again. Um, it really, it like, it spoke to me when the lawyer was like, Is the stalker in this room? and he pointed right at me and then he wept. <laughs> so, I didn't know this was in 3D. What? <laughs> 
How do you keep getting inside? This summer, what does Steven Spielberg's laundry room look like? <laughs> yeah. Apart from your stalker videos, what is mm-hmm. your um your favorite Spielberg? So apart from all those and all the candids, yeah. uh, I would say... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I, I think two favorites. Um, Schindler's List is definitely my favorite for out of all of his movies. Definitely. And I mean, like, a, yeah, you can't kind of really joke around that um, because it is such a, a, a serious <laughs> movie and it, it's so well done. I've actually watched it like Terrible a voice. few times and it's one of those movies that I feel like not many people would go back and watch it again because it is so oh, fun. Yeah. But um, I like mm-hmm. yeah, I find myself just weeping like a little baby every time. But it's um, it's it's awesome. Like it's such an uh, an emotional film, but um, but just done so well. I think I think it's a great tribute to everyone that's gone through that horrible experience. But he's done a great job. But. Let's go back more into the popcorn sort of friendly side of things. I'd say, Paul, <laughs> what's your favourite Spielberg yeah. movie? My favourite Spielberg film would be the would just be Back to the Future. I but, but he back didn't to direct the that. Like that was Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, direct that, so. Yeah, he produced yeah. it though. Yeah, but that this doesn't count. We're going like directing. All right, well, all right. Well, ask me again. I'm not <laughs> counting Transformers in this, well, so. No. We can't count Back to the Future. Yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> so what is your favourite Spielberg movie that he actually directed? <laughs> I liked uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. I, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, that was a great movie. Definitely. I you know it was pretty what? cool. And E.T. Raiders, and I, I think mm-hmm. Spielberg is actually um, responsible for my massive phobia of snakes. Like... When I was a kid, I um I like I didn't even remember seeing um it was actually the Last Crusade, but I must have been like three or four when I watched it for the first time, which is too young for anyone to watch that movie. But <laughs> but I do remember those scenes in the, in like the snake pit when he falls in and the snakes uh. um just come up and everything in Raiders as well, like the the cobra mm. and everything and it just yeah. i used to have nightmares like after nightmares and i'm still like terrified of snakes but um i'd also have nightmares of um oh, f- um temple of doom as well like i dreamed that i was like on a bridge and someone was about to cut it and i was gonna fall down with all alligators <laughs> and everything like that what yeah yeah like Classic. just crazy nightmares how old were you when you watched temple of oh doom? man i was way too young he started I, the I think I was yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> I was a fetus. He was on set. <laughs> no, I You were I, the kid in Temple of Doom? I think I was maybe like six or seven when I first watched it. Okay, okay, Dr. Darrell. Oh. Yeah. Like it was oh, wow. but but Jeez. I honestly I was so young that I don't remember watching it. I just remember the nightmares from it. Um so so thank you, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> yeah. for that. Um nice. and my parents mm-hmm. that probably should have been been around to stop me from watching it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, still to this day. Did you watch Jaws when you were two? That's fair though. Like the scene in Glass Crusade on the, the train at the beginning. Yeah. When he falls into that yeah. box yeah. of snake. That's yeah, no, no one likes yeah. that bit. That's filthy. Yeah. In the in the pit and then the one snake comes up in the middle of him yeah. and like he's just like freaking oh. out. Yeah, yeah, that's just too that's much. Horrifying. Like horrifying. Yeah, I 
I to this mm-hmm. day I'm terrified of snakes, like absolutely terrified mm. of them. I can't. Well, how yeah. that actor Ugh. did that? Fair I enough. Have no idea. Oh yeah, yeah. River Phoenix was that yeah. um, was the actor actually. So um, oh. Joaqu- Joaquin Phoenix's brother. I just yeah. Sorry, guys. I just want to take a moment to um, call out to our Patreon supporters. Um, if we get up to 100 <laughs> patrons, we will buy Jason a snake. Oh, we will not buy Jason See what a happens. snake. We will. We but will. he won't know about it, nor will <laughs> yeah. he know he's keeping it. He'll find it one day. We'll just... Golly, we'll put it in good. his house, somewhere in his house. Well, we, we haven't even got up to 50 <laughs> Patreon supporters. Because so. we're in Australia, we can get snakes for free. The 100 patrons is to buy the security cameras to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be like, you know, like your fear of um of horror movies, um, Paul, yeah. is nothing to compared to the actual phobia that I have of snakes. It's like insane level phobias of snakes. Like I literally, <laughs> I used filthy. to sleep with my legs like completely tucked up underneath me because I was worried that there were snakes in the bottom of my bed when I was a child because I was so terrified of snakes. And that was, again, <laughs> going back to Steven Spielberg's movies, like, you know, the like the, the snakes sort of the cobra coming up in Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff like that. Just yep. yeah, insane. Like just, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> So stop talking about snakes. Do you want to kill a friendship? <laughs> You're getting a little bit sweaty there, Jason. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting getting really um scared already. Um, What's on the wall behind you? <laughs> Let's not. Yeah, don't you, don't you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, anyways. It's huge. It's like the opening of Spaceballs. <sighs> Ready player one. Let's get back to that. Oh yeah. Um, so yep. it, there's heaps of Easter eggs in this. What What was your favorite Easter egg, Dean? Like, what did you like the most? Uh, the snake from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I see you have a replica of it, Jason. Always <laughs> <laughs> looking around. Uh, this is great i'm just going to try to figure out how to use this at work on monday yeah yeah knowing this bit of information no no no, because if it's at work you're in the same room as him and he can just punch you in the face (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) i will too oh i will yeah um that's why they invented internet comments okay yes um this is is, is perfect gonna look up all the snake gifts it's going to be fantastic. You know, um, there was, anyway, there was um, one of those ones so, that um, like uh, was going around online years ago and it like absolutely terrified me. It gave me more nightmares and it's that one where it's like a massive like anaconda snake and the guy's like just panning up the whole body and like it, it seems to go forever and he's just panning and panning and panning and then eventually he gets to the face and and the um and the face is looking directly at the camera and it just jumps at the camera kind of thing. <gasps> oh, I've seen that. So terrifying, and wow. and I, I hate that video. I hate that video so much, and I, I feel like Dean's going to send that to me now. But I just, yeah, yeah, I hate it. Definitely, like, mm, yeah. Anyways, anyways, your favorite Easter egg, Dean? Side note: They found a woman in a snake in like Thailand or something oh. the other day. Yeah, like a whole human. How is she doing? <laughs> she doing? She's just okay. hanging out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting the breeze oh, inside God. the snake. <laughs> Didn't know where are I you was. Gonna eat, are you going to eat me? I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, so that's fine. You can eat me, but... Okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, 
What were we talking about? Easter eggs. Yes. <laughs> Let's get what back to that. What was your egg? favorite Easter egg? You know, snakes okay. lay eggs. Favorite. <sighs> <laughs> we we are not having half so a podcast dedicated to my phobia of snakes. Let's just go back to mm. the actual movie. <laughs> Ready Player One. Favorite Let's Easter break it egg. Down. <laughs> this is a hard one. This is a real hard one to narrow down if I'm being legit honest. I yeah. think the one that. I thought was the funniest, right, was the Chucky one. I thought Chucky was amazing. Yes. That was one of the best. That was great. Um, Ultimate fanboy moment, though, I I think was seeing Serenity. Yeah. Seeing that that ship fly in was really cool. That Mm -hmm. was really cool. Um, I I was really, like, that was just such a throwaway moment, but um, it's so cool at the same time. Like, I was like, that's the Serenity ship. I think I actually turned to... um, to Adam, who I went and watched it with. Um, mm. And I was like, Serenity, it's Serenity. <laughs> like, yeah. like, a, like the, the, and then a the craziest And then a Gundam fanboy. comes out of it. It's yeah. just so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, good I think moment. for me, I actually, the Zemeckis cube was, um, was oh, fantastic. Yeah. I really loved that. But um, the thing that yep. really stood out for me that I liked the most was the the whole shining sequence. Yeah, I, I just really yes. like I forgot oh. how good um, Steven Spielberg is at actually creating like suspense and horror. And yeah. even though like the the movie itself isn't a horror movie, and none of his movies really are horror movies, but he he's just really good at um, creating that mood and that 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 adrenaline sort of moments even though it's like something that i've seen before i've seen like the shining heaps of times so there was heaps of things that i I knew like as soon as he went in the bathroom i knew what was going to happen in that scene and everything (laughs) like that but it just still the hallway with the blood coming through the lift it's like don't go down that hallway don't go down that hallway i the first time i saw it i hadn't seen i hadn't seen the shining but i've seen the blood hallway scene so everyone's like Oh no! As soon yeah. as he walks in that room, <laughs> after viewing it, um, I went and watched The Shining, and then I went and saw Ready Player oh, nice. One again. Such a greater appreciation for that yeah. whole scene. Yeah. Like even the camera yeah. angles he uses Definitely. are the same as The Shining. Like yeah, when they yeah. walk and have it, they see all the paper. It's shot for shot. Ah, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so well done. How did how did you go with The Shining? Because you don't like horror movies, so like, how did you go with it? I. I was Ooh, uncomfortable. Yeah. I it didn't it didn't scare me as much as it's like I you know what I loved? I loved the um the chef and yeah. how he has the shining and the whole yeah. movie's like yeah. something's going on. Mm-hmm. I've got to yeah. get there. And, and, and spoiler for anyone anyone like spoiler for a movie from the sixties. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um it gets there and he just dies straight away. He's like, I'm here to save you. Axe in the chest. Yeah. You've got the shining boy. Oh my gosh. Oh, what's so funny about that is like it's completely different to the book because he's meant to come in and be like is a he massive really? hero and then um Stanley Kubrick, yeah, is like, yeah, no, That's I'm just gonna like surprise the audience. Like another reason why um Stephen King hated that movie was because the actual book it was way more focused on alcoholism. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. That's why he didn't yes. like it because he's like, the way this movie is, it's sort of portrayed it as like supernatural, a dude's losing his mind. But in the book, it's like, no, he's an alcoholic and he can't, he has no alcohol. He's just losing his mind because he's he's lost his vice. 
Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, that wasn't. That's not what I get from watching the movie at all. No, that's fair enough. It's quite different. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, man. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson crushes it. Oh, he does oh, like that dead-eyed crazy. stare so well. Yeah, he's so good. Have you seen mm-hmm. like the behind the scenes and that where he's like fully just getting like jacked up, ready to do the whole um, axe through the doorway scene, and he's just like going oh, oh, wow. oh, 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 like this kind of thing, just getting himself psyched up just to do that that scene, and it's just so like intense. Man, it's so cool. That'd be horrifying. Like, That's oh, yeah. crazy. Could you imagine? I yeah. I think with that <laughs> uh, with that whole scene in Ready Player One, I just I love. I love it so much because there is that history yeah. behind, like between Spielberg and Stanley Kubrick. Mm. Like I think Spielberg, one of his first onset um, experiences, one was was on a Kubrick yeah. film, and then when he went and made himself a like established director himself, they you can see it in the work they just they play off each other and they kind of like they inspire each other. They inspire yeah, each other. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, that was such a tribute to Stanley Kubrick from Spielberg there. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like Spielberg saying, "Hey guys, all you younger generation kids that haven't seen this movie, you need to go yeah. see this movie." And it's because, like, yeah, it's like most people watching Ready Player One probably hadn't seen The Shining. That's true, but they have now. Because, because <laughs> didn't Stanley Kubrick? I might be wrong about this, but didn't Stanley Kubrick? He developed um, AI like originally the um, yes Haley Joel Osment yes. um, movie originally, with Steven Spielberg. He was meant to direct it. Yeah, he was meant to direct yeah. it, but he felt that he wasn't good enough with the um, visual effects, so he gave it across to Steven Spielberg. So well, yeah, that's okay. That's not the story I heard. I thought it was because he passed away. Oh, really? And so Spielberg basically finished it for really. Him. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, yeah, that's that's what I heard. I could be wrong. I thought it was more, yeah. um, more a thing with the visual effects, but it, yeah. Either way, okay. it's, it's still pretty sad because he died around the same sort of time, anyways. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you say, there is such a um, respect for his filmmaking and tribute to Definitely. his filmmaking throughout yeah. that that whole sequence, and you can mm-hmm. you can tell that it's done out of a love for the material that he's paying homage to like and i think that's definitely what makes it so much better and it was completely animated that whole scene yeah which is amazing because like it it just looks so good and i I mean like the animation in itself like in the whole film it kind of like i was worried going in because i was worried that when they go into the the gaming world it would take you out of the story too much and you wouldn't feel the emotional weight of things that are going on in the real world but i think what um spielberg did really well is that he balanced the threats in the real world and the threats in the game to to sort of have like um this level of you you didn't know what was going to happen next and you actually cared for everything that was going on and it just yeah it just goes to show how good a filmmaker he actually is by balancing that that those two Absolutely. aspects because if he spent too much time in the game you could be easily lo- like you could easily lose the emotional weight of just lose perspective yeah there'd be no stakes and any sense any sense of danger as yeah. well yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. well like that like was a the, portion that he had to get right because majority of the the story and majority of sort of like the driving force for this this saga is inside the oasis and if you get the inside of the oasis parts wrong 
then you've just got like a crap movie about a dirty world and a terrible VR experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's not what you want. <laughs> <laughs> totally. The other thing is, um, there were differences like that whole shining scene. Like, I haven't read the book, Jace. Have you read the book? No, I haven't I know read the book. Paul, you have. Um, right. Wait, ready play one. Paul, you were saying that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole shining scene isn't in. Yeah, the book. it's not a thing. It's something different. Um, the entire yeah. first, the first two keys, are all different. Completely different. Right. Yep. They had wow. to. They had to change it because um, the first mm-hmm. key was there's like a whole code that I think the the they've even changed the first riddle. But the original story is that um, Parzival is a really He's just a poor dude and it costs money to go off world and all this kind of stuff. So he doesn't go off world to level up, to get money, to do all that kind of thing. Cause he just doesn't have the cash. So when he finally solves the first clue, he realizes that, um, Oh, what was the guy's name? What's the creator of the Oasis? Halliday. Um, what Halliday was like, yeah. he hated rules and unfair advantages. I'm looking at you, EA. Um, and <laughs> so he planted the first the first key on the world that everyone has free access to, and that yeah. was basically involves like going through uh, a D yeah. um, adventure, like one of those modules. He goes through a D and D thing, and mm-hmm. you fight a wizard, which is um, the oh, I'm trying to remember all the characters' names. The wizard in like his alter ego. Oh right, okay. Parsifal's alter ego. No, not Parsifal's oh. alter ego. Halliday's no, alter um, ego. Yeah. Um, oh, Anorak. Anorak. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you fight him. The Dumbledore guy. Yeah, it is the Dumbledore guy, isn't it? <laughs> the Dumbledore guy. Yes. Um, but you <laughs> yeah. verse him in like an old school Atari game called Joust, and that's how he gets okay. the first key. Okay. So once he gets the key, he doesn't get. The no, not the key. Um, he gets like the next clue that leads to the key, and that is he mm-hmm. goes through and has to line by line do the movie War Games. So he gets dropped in as Matthew right. Broderick in War Games, and he has to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah and then okay. once that once that gets done, he gets the key. Okay. So it's still like it's still a movie, but. It's still like a movie reference experience, but just a different movie. They've swapped out that for The Shining, basically. Uh, yes and no, but like he had to act it out and he had to like, you know, he was getting bonus points for correct enunciation uh, and things like mm. that. And like, so he was the character. Right. He wasn't in the movie world, which is where I, like they probably got The Shining stuff from, but he yeah. was in, he was the movie, which is pretty cool. And I think the second one, the second clue was... Uh, Oh crap! I read it a few months ago. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, come back to me. But they're very different. Yeah. How did you feel though? <laughs> How did you feel about them changing the the war games um, with Matthew Broderick? Changing it from that to The Shining. Like when you watched the movie, did you were you disappointed that it wasn't the Matthew no, Broderick see, movie? Or I knew like they had to change the first two. They're so weirdly referential to like old school 80s games and stuff mm. you can't properly portray that in a movie without massive copyright issues and stuff like that so i think having a fun race at the beginning that is just a referential heaven 
It's really cool. I and I thought they did that really well. I don't know. so good. I don't know whether they have many copyright issues because, I mean, they're, they're using <laughs> heaps of stuff here. They've got, like, Marvel characters. Just They've got um, um, Star Wars stuff in the background. There's, like, yeah. so many things. Like, well, they, they, they actually <laughs> got the rights to use a lot of the Star Wars stuff. But, they got um, the rights to the Falcon. But, yeah, yeah, but um, Spielberg thought that it might they didn't overshadow it, yeah. it a little bit too yeah. much, which I think it would have if mm, you had a scene like instead of Serenity, you seen the Falcon. I don't think that yeah. would have worked the same. Nah, but it still would have been. I, cool. I enjoyed the fact that the Falcon got a mention. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. I think having the Firefly there in that scene, so much better. Yeah, oh, the ship is called so Serenity. Just saying, it's a yeah. Firefly class. Of Sorry, Firefly, Firefly class. Yeah, <laughs> you fake nerd. I got it. I, I know. I know my mistake. I'm sorry. Well, they actually. So the, the, the CEO from the fan club. for Rooster Teeth was saying like they emailed damn near every company, or companies could submit their IP to be used in the film. So they have an animated yeah. show called Ruby, and they submitted uh, a couple of the characters and some of the web, like the iconic weapons from the show. And yeah. I guess it's like it's not copyright yeah. issues because they're like, yeah, use our crap. Why not? I mean, it's a world where you can be whoever yeah. you want to be. So there's a high chance that someone might have picked some of these characters. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing, isn't it, to have so many different mm. characters from different like IPs that are in the one film. Like it's it's insane, really, to it's think incredible. how many characters they're actually got in this film. I guess when you have a film. Like there's a blockbuster directed by Steven Spielberg. There are probably going to be other studios and developers lining up saying, can you please use my thing in this film? Yeah. Can you please add it in here somewhere, you know? Definitely. Like let's make this relevant again. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I def don't think they had any problems at all getting rights <laughs> to anything they wanted. Plus the good really. ones are all Spielberg anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's just <laughs> exactly. basically referencing himself, which He's I heard crap. that he had to like um, stop referencing himself because he didn't really <laughs> like it that much. Like it was There just are much. so many references. Like it yeah. is in the book just goes mental. Yeah. With referent. It's insane. Like Parzival <laughs> has his own asteroid uh, that he lives in and he's got like a fleet of ships. One of them's like, he's got an X-Wing. He's got, you know, a, a battle star. He's got all these different kinds of stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, wow. That's so cool. Yeah. That's insane. Can, can I share my favorite Easter eggs? Yeah, now? yeah. Well, sorry. You've thought of one. Cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Other than the the snake from Raiders of the Lost Ark, as long other as it's not the in snake. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And other than the ones that you've already said, which are my favorites, I love Chucky and yeah. I absolutely loved all of that, everything. Um, the Holy Hand Grenade was ah, awesome. Oh, that's yeah, From right. Monty Python. That's right. Yeah. It was in yeah. there too. I forgot I was that like, was oh, fantastic. So funny. <laughs> and also, um, weirdly, Godzilla. I was like, oh my, because, and only just personally, because that's the only Godzilla film that I have actually seen. Godzilla oh, versus really? Godzilla. You haven't like, even oh, seen like I the Brian Cranston one and the oh, yeah, no, Matthew that, Broderick like, the original, <laughs> The original Japanese production yeah. films, like yeah. or hundreds of them. Have, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's the one I've I'm seen. And I was like, ooh, I get this reference. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Mechagodzilla yeah, yeah, versus enough. the Iron so. Giant. Was definitely not a sentence I'd thought I'd oh, say yeah. in my lifetime. 
and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But was it Mechagodzilla versus Iron Giant versus Mobile Suit Gundam? Flip. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know what I, I wish, like with the trailers that came out before the film, I kind of wish that I didn't know that Iron Giant was in the movie. And I, I don't know whether it, yeah. he's in the books, but I, I kind of wish that that was some sort of thing that was reserved just for the movie, for like the end of the movie that, you know, like as a surprise. Because I feel like this movie, even though there's like so many Easter eggs, like something like that would have been a real nice surprise in the movie. Yeah. Um, so you reckon get yeah, rid of the scene altogether up. where Parzival, Artemis and H go to the like go to H's garage and it's in the background? I, I reckon um it could be still in the background and they could have um her walk working on it. Um but they they could have said something along the lines of like, you know, I'm working on this kind of thing, but not actually specify what it is and then lead it into a nice big reveal at the end kind of thing. Um that makes sense. It, yeah. Yeah, just because it's just such a cool character. Or even like a schematic in the background. Yeah. Like just a yeah. blueprint in the yeah. background that is like, yeah. oh, that's kind of cool. It's Iron Giant. And then yeah. it's freaking mm. Iron Giant. Exactly. Because there are so many Easter eggs in this movie and I feel like there's no real – because there's so many of them thrown at you so often, there's no almost um, – what do you call it? Like no, no sort of um, – like a, a subtle hint that there's something coming in the future. It's just they're all just bombarding you at at times. Well, and it would be cool to have something like that. There was the whole, like for me, that was The Shining, the whole <laughs> um, scene, the yeah. whole chapter in The Shining movie. Like I had no, that came out of nowhere. I had yeah. no idea that was going to be in well, the I movie. Well, I thought it was The Gundam. And it was Serenity and The Gundam. Like even no, that but came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, like they all come out of nowhere. That's the, that's what I mean. That's my point is that they come out of nowhere and there's no actual um, suggestion that there's some sort of special Easter egg coming kind of thing early on in the movie, like right. a setup for a nice payoff at the end. And yeah. what I'd like to have seen is like some sort of setup like that for one of the Easter eggs that do come out later on that goes like, you know, like even with the Millennium Falcon, he says – something about the Millennium Falcon early on. It would have been a massive yeah. deal to have it in there. <clears throat> but just, you know, something that subtly hints that this is coming in the in the end of the movie so mm. that, you know, they, they hinted at the beginning and then there's that really awesome payoff at the end, which I think the Iron Giant could have been because it what is about, such an iconic thing. Oh, sorry. Well, what about mm. the bit when he gets the quarter from the... Uh from the, the dude of the archive oh, and then everyone yeah. gets wiped and he's still True. there. Like the and extra life yeah, and little thing. I mean, that was, that was cool too. That was but, awesome. um, but like, again, like that's just sort of something else. Like I, I, it, like it, I still enjoyed the movie and it just would have enhanced it a little bit for me to have something yeah. else set up with a better payoff towards the end. Um, so that's fair. a little bit more foreshadowing. That's yeah. More foreshadowing. That's, that's the yeah. words that I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, <laughs> but, um, but what did, what did you guys yes. think of Ben Mendelssohn, like the baddie in it? Like, Oh, um, Mendelssohn. Um, yeah, like he, yeah, because he's always the baddie in always pretty he much is. everything he's in right now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a movie I mean, where he is kind of good, maybe in um, Rogue One, he was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was pretty much the <laughs> he good was the guy. He was just doing he? his job, man. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in um, The Place Beyond the Pines, he's kind of an okay guy. Like, he's still not a good guy, but he's he's nice enough in that kind of thing, movie. But, I'm um, like Tarkin's trying to take credit for my work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's, he's under the, he's under the, you, you feel for him. I actually watched an interview with him recently and he seems like the nicest guy. Like, oh, yeah. just seems really down to earth. And I yeah. think that's like such, like, I'd like to see him in a more of a nice guy role because he's always playing like these roles where he's like, you know, um, just completely evil or just like, just trailer trash kind of thing. Just corrupt. Um, yeah, or corrupt in some way. And it'd just be really cool to see him play like just a straight, nice guy in in something but yeah i I love him as an actor i think he's fantastic and he's so compelling whenever he's on screen Mm. i'd i'd like to i'd like to see him in play a good guy i think you could play a really good guy in an episode of nerds before birds oh yeah um call (laughs) out out to to ben mendelson yeah not sure if Give you listen to podcasts or not, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you are in Australia. Well, you you're in Australia. You live in so, this country, that, so maybe yeah. you live in this country. I'm not really sure. That makes you qualified. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. he lives here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> was, <laughs> he might live here. I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, feel free to drop by at some. Probably point. has a house here, but doesn't live anyone here. Anyone listening to this podcast, yeah. if you know Ben, yeah, anyone listening to this podcast that knows someone who knows someone who knows Ben Mendelson, who looks like Ben Mendelson, give, yeah, we'll settle for look like. Yeah, please, mm-hmm. please do. We'll get. We'll give you a shout yeah. out <laughs> for sure. We'd love to have him on this podcast. That'd be fantastic. Ben, if you're oh, listening, yeah. just like anyone that sounds like Ben Mendelson. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, patreon.com yeah. forward slash nerds before birds Ben uh, we have a million dollar sponsored tier where we'll each three of us will give you a crisp high five so yeah that's worth it all, all we will change at yeah. once yeah exactly oh my goodness we would change the name yeah. to Ben Mendelssohn before yeah, birds Ben exactly. Mendelssohn before birds <laughs> Oh, that's oh, I'd buy that shirt. Yeah. We just have a weird uh, yeah, obsession with Ben. Well, oh, it's funny you say that, that because I'm not allowed within 500 feet of Ben Mendelssohn. <laughs> but I can tell you, he has a lovely. So bathroom. together, you guys can like basically not go near any of the cast and crew of Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Are you going to tell us about your um? My Ty Sheridan um, <laughs> AVO. Your AVO for TJ Miller. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, TJ Miller. Oh, I forgot TJ Miller was in this. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. So anyways, um, going back to Ben Mendelsohn, what, what did you think of his character? Like, what, <laughs> Did you like if him? And, and what did you think of the ending? So we're going to really go into spoiler territory here, but... um. Let's go into like the last five minutes. So if anyone's still listening, um, we've spoiled a bit already, but um, let's go into the last <laughs> five minutes of the film when he's chasing them down in the car and he eventually gets there and he's got the gun and there's all the people around and they're like, we know what you did here. And he pulls the gun out and then everyone sort of parts and he goes up to the thing. What did you think of that moment when, um, and correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a little while since I've watched this, where he actually has the gun on um, Ty Sheridan's and Parzival's character, on um, Wade's character, um, but he chooses not to shoot him and he basically just gives up kind of thing in the end. What did you think of that moment, Dean? 
Is that correct? How I'm remembering it? Yeah, he doesn't give up. He sees that I he's got so, the but I think that he knows the, that it's over. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no point in what he's going to do. Yeah, and like the next moment, the police oh, yeah. show up. Yeah, the cops show up behind him, and so it's all like a shock. And then, uh, I'm caught. But in my mind, because, like, yeah. you know, like, there's the cliche of, like, the um, the bad guy that's just out to get the good guy no matter what. And when he realizes he's finally lost everything, he just he just goes off and he shoots sort of thing. Himself. Like, in most movies. Like, well, no, but he, like, <clears throat> usually he just, like, just does everything he can to to destroy everything kind mm. of thing. Um, even to the extent in the game, yeah. he actually wipes out the whole whole oasis at one stage. But in reality, True. he's not actually doing anything like that and he, and he chooses to pretty much give up in my mind. Um, what did you think of that moment? Do you think that played out well? Or? Well, yeah, I thought it was – I saw it more as a kind of act of self-preservation, you know, like yeah, – okay. He kind of figured, okay, so I'm caught here. There are witnesses as opposed to when, you know, I offed his auntie and that horrible yeah. boyfriend. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's um, right. I forgot he did that. Like people, yeah. that's a, That gets me to another thing. He basically gets over that whole death thing really quickly. I feel like that's, really quickly, that's yeah. one of my pet peeves for this movie is like, it's like, oh, yeah, my auntie and my terrible uncle died. Um, but I've got a girlfriend now, so everything's okay. <laughs> See, he's not putting nerds before birds. It was a very Skywalker moment. <laughs> he's putting birds before nerds. Yeah, we don't we don't support Ty Sheridan's <laughs> actions in this movie. Oh my goodness, he should have hung out with H. <laughs> yeah. Also, he hadn't met the girl no, yet. Who has at that point? No. For all he knew, she could have been a three hundred pound dude. dude yeah, but, yeah, he was. Mm. <laughs> Great, so good. Uh, but yeah, um, it's very much like a New Hope, where Luke Skywalker just gets over, uh, like his auntie and uncle, and was like, "Well, That's they're right. dead now. Time to leave Tatooine." You know? Yeah, that, yeah. He's like, "Oh, there, there goes all my ties for staying here. So <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> go yeah. away now." <laughs> It's <laughs> I burnt a bunch of Jawas. It's, so it's a bit jarring, tick. but it's not the first movie to do that. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how I felt like, felt about that. I think like, it's a movie. I was having too much fun, and I didn't want to sit around and be like, "Okay, let's have a funeral scene." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, but also, yeah, I get what you mean. Realistically, like that was the real world kind of thing. There would be more real world, real world repercussions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For that. In real life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it damaged the movie all that much. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, like like you say, I was having a lot of fun and it kind of, um, it just, it, it once you sort of go, oh, he moved on quickly. That seems a bit quick. Okay, let, let's yeah. keep going with this movie. It's kind of like you, you just, you bring it past <laughs> it. But it's not till yeah, later like, on again, when this... I think about it. I'm like, mm. hang on. <laughs> but yeah. What did you think, um, Paul? Did you did you not? I I didn't like the ending at all, personally. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought it Wait, was kind of really, <laughs> really what underwhelming. Again, like I'm coming from such a jaded point. The book was okay, amazing. Um, and I can't stress that enough. So how did the 
Well, the, how did the oh, book end, right. dude? Well, okay. So when his auntie gets blown up, he goes back to yeah. the trailer, does that whole thing, sends a message, says, "Look, this is going down." Um, but because he's the most famous player in the Oasis, he's sponsored stuff like that. He has money. So he basically buys an apartment closer to IOI and the Oasis because it has like optic fiber, direct uplink, blah, blah, blah. It's like a gamer's paradise. And he moves there. He just leaves that place altogether. That's his like way of coping. Mm-hmm. He's like, screw this place. There's literally nothing left for me here. They know where I am. They're going to kill me. I'm out. And he goes to... um. Where the hell does he go? He goes somewhere else. And um, and then, yeah. like, he does all that other stuff. So, there's no rebellion. There's no none of that. He's basically just, like, lone wolfing it in this apartment um, closer to IOI. Wow. And the ending is basically uh, Ogden Morrow uh, sends them all. He talks to them in the Oasis because he's this very, you know, <laughs> famous character in the Oasis. And he's like, it's unfair what IOI is doing. Uh, I'm going to arrange for you all to come to my mansion. I've got a bunch of direct uplink machines in my mansion. You're safe. You're protected there. And that's how they finish out the whole thing. So everyone dies and Parzival is the one who wins the Oasis and all that stuff. But he sort of does it by himself. And um, yeah. Yeah. So there's no like car chase through the streets and potential homicides. Yeah. (laughs) But man. I actually, I really like that. It's pretty yeah. cool, right? The more you describe the book, Paul, it sounds like a completely different story. Like, I, 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 I don't think beats, that makes the movie any it. worse. The movie is its own entity. Yeah. It's kind of like what Game of Thrones is, is doing now. It's mm-hmm. its own thing. And that's awesome. That's great. Like yeah. The more kinds of media like this, the better. Yeah, right. Um, I guess yeah. it just sort of bottles down to like, there's probably something for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, for sure. It was an ending. Uh, it ended well. It Fair ended enough. happy. Definitely yeah. hate the fact that they closed the Oasis for like two days. <laughs> That's filthy. <laughs> Server maintenance alone sucks. <laughs> like, It's like shutting down the internet for two days. Oh, it's not I hate it. Pop. The amount of times I'll log into something. I'll log into Destiny and it's like, oh, we're doing <laughs> server maintenance for the next eight hours. Read a book or something. Oh like, screw you guys. I want to play this game. <laughs> I don't want to want to go outside. <laughs> I read good enough. I hate it. Oh, I'd riot. And that one scene possible yeah. becomes the villain yeah. of the movie. Yeah. He is now a sixer. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a corporate whore. <laughs> so, so going back into like the Easter eggs and the nostalgia and everything in the film. Smart. Um what do you what oh, yeah. do you think of the um nostalgia in it? And and like in a way of now it seems like every film and and series and and movie is really leaning into that nostalgia, especially of the eighties and early nineties. Like we have um, coming up, we've got Captain Marvel is going to be set in the nineties. Um, we've had X Men: Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. It's set in um, um, the what is it? Eighties, sixties. Um, X Men: Apocalypse is set in. Was it in the 60s? I feel like it was. 60s? 60s. No. There was a lot of lava first lamps. One, first class for 60s? Or no, first class oh, yeah. for 70s. No, I feel like it was the 70s for X-Men yeah. Future Past. Wonder and Woman. And then X-Men Apocalypse was 80s. Wonder Woman's going to, what, 1989 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wonder yeah. Woman's going into that. Um, really? Um, for the next one. Yeah. And then um, we've also wow. had like a Black Mirror episode, um, San Junipero. Um 
I don't know whether I'm saying that correctly. I could be completely wrong, but that was set in the 1987 and even mm-hmm. even goes into 2002. Um, but we've got like right. heaps of these got movies. Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, and Stranger Things as well. We've got heaps mm-hmm. of these movies and TV shows. Do you think that that, that sort of over-reliance on nostalgia and bringing up um, like the past is a benefit or a detriment to cinema as a whole? Like, how do you feel about that, Dean? Like, um, how do you- look, as a whole, I think it's probably a bad thing. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of like it's it becomes kind of like this safety fallback for films to be like, okay, yeah, we'll just throw in a bunch of references and it'll be safe and people will like it and enjoy it and there's no room for originality yeah. anymore Yeah, kind of thing. And... Um, it kind of depends because you can do nostalgia fantastically like mm. what Ready Player One does. Yeah. And Ready Player One for me thought, okay, so not all, like cinema is not going to be destroyed by this. You can still do this well. But on the other hand, you can stuff it up completely, have it deter from the storyline that you're trying to create. Mm. Um, I think people do rely on it too much. Like, I don't know, I... The first Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Mm. I have a lot of issues with the second Guardians movie. Yeah, right. Um, I just think it was like there were a lot of clashing moments and too much reliance on 80s nostalgia kind of thing (laughs) and nothing. Like, I think it just got in the way of the story that it was... Like, they even had Hasselhoff. Yeah, do you think, like, I I immediately go to the Hasselhoff scene and I kind Mm -hmm. of go, do you think that that's more of an undermining the um the drama in the situations because Hasselhoff appearing in that moment he's just found out that his dad's killed his mom mm. and then Hasselhoff appears and it's like yeah. what <laughs> like what is this kind of thing like it's like it's kind of like a one a one time enjoyment kind of thing. Like I loved it the first time I watched it, and yeah. then I watched it again recently. It's like this that wrecks this scene. Yeah, it should be such an emotional moment, yeah. and then all of a sudden it just pulls you out because you know exactly what they're doing. It's just a cheap gimmick to lighten the mood. That movie as a whole is so oh, dark. Man. Like, have you ever yep. realized how dark it is? Like, like yeah. it's just like he's <laughs> killing kids yeah. the whole time. There's like bodies all through the thing. There's killing kids. They're transporting kids. Yeah. Uh, even just like that whole bit at the end as well, where it's like, you know, Yondu was basically your father. Yeah. And like that whole thing was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on. Um, but, and the, then Yondu also the massacring. massacre. <laughs> yeah, everyone yep. with, with a nice <laughs> yeah. song in the background. Like it's like, mm-hmm. uh, wait a second. Yep. What's happening here? And with the music, <laughs> you make it lighthearted. But he's killing everyone. <laughs> it's like oh man, everyone. And <laughs> so crazy. And yeah. there's a little bit too much focus on Nebula's torture at the hands yeah. of um, Thanos. Yeah, well, which is like that is like wow, this is dark. Yeah, it's very dark. But anyways, that's a her. complete mm-hmm. sidetrack. Um, going back <laughs> to um, the the nostalgia in cinema and that. So, uh, can you think of a and a way that it's been done badly because I can think of a lot of good ways, but I'm finding mm-hmm. it hard. Like Paul, what do you what do you think? Is there a way that it's been done really on the nose for you? I think Infinity War a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. The okay. I think they pushed it too far 
uh, Civil War Spider-Man scene was amazing. Yeah. Like I watched this old movie Empire Strikes Back. I was like, that's yeah. fantastic. I love Yeah, that. that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but then they did that again in Infinity like, you know, War oh, and I was like, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Have you guys seen same that old movie, <laughs> Aliens? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That was too far. The interaction mm. between him and uh, Star-Lord was like the whole Footloose bit was great. Yeah, yeah that was but, excellent. I don't know. I thought the Aliens bit was a bit kind of crap. Yeah, I, I thought that was a bit crap too. Um, it's the only real uh, complaint I have for that movie though, <laughs> really. I don't really have many complaints for that movie. Oh, no. Goodness, no. Probably because the way they did it was it just played out the exact same way it played out in Civil War. Yeah. As opposed to yeah. the whole Star-Lord Spider-Man thing at the end was a different dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great way to show two worlds colliding in a way. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, for sure. But, Absolutely. You know, um, I'm trying to think of a, like a better example. I'm sure I'm sure there's got to be yeah, one. There's got to be one out there, but I can't think of any because I think when I think of nostalgia, the main thing that comes to mind is Stranger Things and I love that show. Oh, like that show oh, is yeah. so good and so good. They balance yeah. like everything so well and there's like so many references to everything 80s. Like there's so many things with ET and and the thing even and even like the sense of like goonies. arcades and D&D. Yeah, 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 like there's so like that feeling that you get when you watch something like the Goonies, you get the same sort of feeling when you're watching Stranger Things. And I think that that is like a perfect example of nostalgia being exploited, I suppose, really well. <laughs> um, and Definitely. And then like I, like I can't for the life of me think of a bad example, but I feel like it, it's not far off. I feel like if the, this continues down this road, if movies yeah. continue to rely on the past as um, like stirring up those emotions, I mean, we've got remakes, we've got reboots and everything. So it's, it is already happening and there's really mm -hmm. terrible reboots and remakes. Like you think of Total Recall, um, that remake was terrible. <laughs> it was like just rubbish. I like to not think of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, like, you've got movies like that. Like, they, they're even remaking Ben-Hur, which they remade, like, last year, which was, again, Wait, really... What? Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. But, I mean, Ben-Hur itself <laughs> was a remake, so that's, like, the, the Charlton Heston one was a remake of, a, of one in the 1920s sort of thing. So... Yeah. So that's nothing new, but, but that reliance on nostalgia and... And the over-reliance on references, I feel like if we get too many movies that are like Ready Player One, we're going to just be burnt out. And and you have that with things mm -hmm. like Wreck-It Ralph. Um, mm -hmm. You have the Lego movie. Oh, man. Um, like those kind of movies that are, are basically built on this idea of referencing IP. And I wonder mm -hmm. how long is that going to be good and when is that going to become old i think it it is starting to i think it's already there you think it's already old like yeah. i think you know at first it's great you can use references and nostalgia and i think sometimes it can just pass as lazy writing it's uh like i'm just gonna lean on something pre-established instead of putting in the extra effort or trying to find some inspiration to have that moment of my own, like to mm -hmm. make this franchise something that's referenced 20 years yeah. from now. Um, but I think Wreck-It Ralph, man, I have a problem with that movie. There's the new really? one coming out. It's, 
Oh, multiple things. Yeah. Like the internet, it looks like a nice place. Hell no. Go to a comment section. Yeah. Um, but even the fact that he's not going to the internet, he's basically just going to the Disney website. Yeah. I think um, I I tell you, I feel like Wreck-It Ralph two is going to become like the new Emoji movie, and I think that in itself is kind of like that that meta sort of um, using these things that are almost like so um, like referential, and they they basically they rely on being able to reference things um, so heavily Mm. that that the jokes are almost completely lazy and um the the writing is lazy because of it because they're just purely going okay let's have a bunch of references and we'll have a scene around it somehow but it's really um, there for the references i have i have an example i have an example of something like um nostalgia not working very well in a movie um the first pitch perfect (laughs) yeah do you remember that movie (laughs) What? I don't um, remember that uh, movie. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Which reference? Right. It's oh, yeah. the whole... I vaguely remember the movie, yeah. but it's like the whole end thing. Like it's... You got a main character who's movie obsessed and he's trying to get this girl to watch... What's the name of the movie that he's trying to get? But basically the whole ending plays out. Breakfast Club. Them. The Breakfast Club. Was That's the Breakfast right. Club? Yeah. The whole it bit the with bre- the song yeah. from The Breakfast Club. <laughs> and Are you they serious? basically just redo the... Well, it's just like it's so on the nose. Yeah, coming, it's and terrible. It just, it's <laughs> there's a whole moment. It, I barely like, remember that movie, like but a I great remember moment that of being love bad. confession. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just like it no sets way. it up. And you're like, oh well, I know where this movie's going. <laughs> yeah, now. they're setting this up. You know, there's no surprise or. But oh, yeah. Yeah. I do also, not agree. Well, <laughs> you like Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I, I like Pitch Perfect, yeah, but it just it was. The whole referencing thing but, felt so too. You liked that like, that obviously. that reference though, like Paul. You you like the reference to the Breakfast Club? I didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, okay. Like I didn't okay. see it as they threw that in there just for the hell of it. I was like, this makes sense. This is a good character moment between the two of them. And it's like you know she doesn't really kind of care about movies, blah blah blah. But it's like no no, I care about this guy. What's a good way to show that? Bang. Yeah. We'll do a sick rendition of this song. Yeah. In our 10 minute ending. Yeah. I think I. <laughs> do you ever notice that? You ever notice? It's like that in um, Step Up as well. Like you'll see other people do their thing and it's like 30, 40 seconds. And then the main crew come in and it's like five and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, I, I just thought of one then. Um, and it's um, the Expendables. They're self-referential sort of jokes oh. and things like that. It is no, terrible. Yes. terrible. Like that in theory, sucks. The Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> oh, you know what? I hated that. Hey, the 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 Chuck Norris joke. That was like a lot of people. <laughs> that was crap. Yeah, it was terrible. And I'm like, it's just like you can't do that. Like the Chuck Norris jokes are funny because it's not Chuck Norris saying the joke. About himself, it's someone else creating this whole thing. For him as Mm. a character to say that as himself, I'm like, this this just doesn't work. It doesn't work on any level, and it's just cringeworthy. Like, um, yeah, it's like when your your parents jump in on a joke or pop (laughs) culture, and you're like, oh, we're we're done, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, (laughs) this is not cool anymore. Yeah, yeah, you ruined it. Crazy cupcakes. (laughs) It turns out. Arnie and like Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis impressions 
are not go- are not good when they're done by Arnie and Bruce Willis. <laughs> yes, it's so true. <laughs> like that that whole that yeah, moment. Oh, so cringeworthy when he's like, "I'll be back," it's- and he's like, "You've been back enough for whatever." I was like, oh. "I'll be back." Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it was terrible. But I think that yeah, just, in itself. There we go. We found it. Yeah, that's definitely the worst. Yeah, it's definitely the worst. Version. Like, I think that's the worst um, use of nostalgia and some sort of reference mm-hmm. to the past Yeah. Um, that I think I've ever come across. And I think those movies, just, like in, in theory, they, they sound really cool to have all those people in the movie. But when they're in the movie and you're watching the movie and it's literally, there's nothing for them to do other than to, you know, support Sly or whatever. Um, Just don't reference yourself. Yeah, yeah, from their own movies, like like literally referencing their own movies. It doesn't work. (laughs) Like it's the same reason that if Steven Spielberg had just Easter eggs of his own movies in the whole movie of Ready Player One. Like if, if he only referenced himself, you would not mm-hmm. like this movie because it would seem so arrogant for him to just yeah, yeah. continually reference himself. And I think it, it'd be like a vanity piece. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. It's completely a vanity yeah. piece. And, and I think Steven Spielberg kind of knew that. And I think that's why he moved away from a lot of the references in the book. Mm-hmm. And, he made yeah. it more evenly balanced. And I think that's why it works so well. Another reference that Paul will probably hate me for, but, and we did talk about this in the Jurassic world one, but I, I hated the, the nostalgia for that. Like they, they pretty much redo the whole scene um, with Sam Neill from Jurassic park, the original. And it's just <laughs> like, it's terrible. Like it's, which bit it's like the whole, um, the whole like getting out of the car or like he's in the Jeep in, in Jurassic Park and he sees the, I can't even remember the tall dinosaur. What is it? The Are you, are you trying to avoid specifics because you know that I haven't seen it? Is that what you're trying to do, Jason? <laughs> I really appreciate you it. You know it's going to be but there. You know it's going to be there. Like it's literally, the, it's in the first five minutes pretty much of the movie. But oh, okay. they get oh, out of, they get out of the car and there's like the whole swell of the music and you, and they do the whole Steve, Steven Spielberg reveal. Like you don't know what they're looking at. And it's like, oh, wow. Wow, it's a brontosaurus. It's amazing kind of thing. But it's like we've seen it before. It's not amazing. Because right. it's happened before, <laughs> and we've all seen Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. This moment plays out the exact same way. I'm not in awe. I'm just going, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what I've seen before. That's nostalgia. Especially because it was done bad. It, it was done so well the first time, oh, and so you don't so need good. to see it again. Yeah, kind of thing. And as like, and, yeah, and, we've we've seen it done well. We, we don't exactly. need to see it again. And even if you're like, you're fully aware that it's a reference, like that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's it. Like yeah. it doesn't justify it in that way. And I, I feel like in the first Jurassic Park, when you watch that scene, when Sam Neill looks up at that Brontosaurus and he's, and you don't know what he's seeing for the first time, like it's just his awe in his face. That is just so well done. And then the final reveal of the massive dinosaur it's just done like it's 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 you 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 swept up in the moment even now in watching that again because it's so well done 
um, you get swept up in the moment, but it's just done so badly in Jurassic World um, Fallen Kingdom that that you just you miss out on it kind of thing and it doesn't have that emotional weight. Um, but that's that's my my opinion and I don't think Paul Sorry. shares my opinion. Paul, um, well, he just why he's left, sort of leaving so I guess the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was closing yeah, my back. door. You're closing your uh, door so you can yell. I'm about to yell. <laughs> Anyways. Here we go. So about, it was important <laughs> because there was someone there who hadn't seen dinosaurs before and they really wanted to see a dinosaur. And then she saw a dinosaur. They're like, cool, right? And they're like, yeah. It is freaking cool. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil We disagree, it. but anyways. <laughs> so you're saying it was Wait justified. Wait the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Listen to well, the previous podcast <laughs> yeah. on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and you'll, yeah. you'll hear how much mm-hmm. we disagree you on this. You can get my full opinion last week. Yeah. I, so anyways, I unfortunately um, wasn't in that one. So no, please, well, if you're missing me, listen to my podcast <laughs> that I do on The Incredibles 2. <laughs> on your own. you love well, it. Nerds before mm, nerds. Nerds. It's nerd, the oh, most. Nerd yeah, before bird. <laughs> there are no disagreements. Everyone agrees with me. <laughs> Words about nerds before yeah, birds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight to the point. No yeah. messing around, guys. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... um. One other pet peeve, and I'm I'm gonna bring this up because I, I just really annoys me about Ready Player One. Um, is the end battle with everyone running down the street? I just oh, I feel like yeah that that end moment. I realized that this game would cause like more deaths than a Pokemon Go game. So like it's just oh, yeah. really impractical. <laughs> like them running down the street like I, and 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 the worst thing is that they've set up him having the whole treadmill in the beginning so you're like aware of that yeah that um yeah the real world environment isn't the same as the the video environment like the video game environment and then they I, just completely I, throw that out yep that that was my i i have a counterpoint to this issue oh uh, yeah, yeah okay yeah. um okay so i want to say recently um, my brother-in-law has purchased an Oculus Rift, so I have been able to experience virtual reality, yep. Yep. and it is amazing. How good is it? Yeah, so yes. good. And you ran there into was no a wall. treadmill, which sucked. <laughs> I almost ran. In, I ran into. I almost. And he's sitting uh, down because he broke both his legs. <laughs> yes. My wife almost hit our child <laughs> because she ran up whilst playing the VR. Um, they bounce. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, but um. She's going to be annoyed that I dobbed her So in. I'm waiting for um, your counterpoint yeah, right yeah. now. Like, so far you're okay, just justifying. So my counterpoint. <laughs> it is in the movie, it is established that different people have different VR setups. Not everyone has yeah. the treadmill. Yeah. Ben Mendelssohn yeah. seems to have some sort of pod where he doesn't yeah. need to move at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and so yep. obviously there are, and his mum doesn't have a treadmill either. Yeah. Or, sorry, his auntie doesn't have a treadmill. We never see. Yeah. And we never anyway, see her so, going to the Oasis either. Yeah, exactly. We never see, remember like at the start where they're showing like all the snippet kind of like there's the montage of people mm. playing. Yeah. And so like, you know, people don't have treadmills at work when the guy like gets really annoyed and always jumps out the window. Um, yeah. 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 So anyway, the, it's already established that to me at the end didn't. Like it, it made complete sense. Everyone's got but their own different kind of setups for playing. They're running down the street. Like, then they're actually yeah, running but, down the street though. 
They're in they're in traffic. <sighs> they're in traffic running down the street. Like it would make okay, sense the if they were standing still. And it looks like a cool shot. The That's lack the of thing. treadmill. Like, I, I understand like Steven yeah. Spielberg's put it in there because it's a cool shot. But they're running yeah. and then it does the the in the game shot and they're doing the exact same thing. So they're controlling like, it by what happened if they had to turn right? Yeah. Right it's now, we've got to go right. Traffic. We're going to get killed by this thing <laughs> yeah. coming. Go right. Yeah. There's a friggin' building there. Yeah. yeah. What if What if they use a joystick to, to turn... Then right. why are they why running? Are they running? <laughs> for, for, for fun? I don't know. I don't have all the answers. So, I just have counterpoints. And then... And, I'll be and honest. Then, it's funny that you say that exact moment. That was yeah. my least favourite Easter egg. I, I love Halo. My yeah. love of Halo is insane. Like, yeah. I yeah. played it competitively yeah. for a while. It was a whole thing. Yeah. I hated it. I hated what they did with the Halo characters. Yeah, right. I'm like, why are well, you just running? It's not augmented reality. Yeah, <laughs> this is not. This is not Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not. This is VR. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, exactly. And and it bothered then, me. Then that brings me to another thing that I had an issue with, and this is again with how the yeah. video game reacts with the real world. You know, like there's a really cool scene where she's in like the whole um, simulation room and there's like bunches of people in all their different pods all over the place. Oh, and then, I know where you're getting at. Yeah, like getting they'd at. throw like a hand grenade in and then it'd blow up and it'd be like a whole um, room oh, yeah. of people get blown out. Why are they all bunched together when like in yeah, the real world? Yeah. shot. <laughs> like what? It's a great it's shot. It's a great shot. It is a great yeah. shot. But I'm like. That is why like everyone who gets killed from the cataclysm at the mm-hmm. end, and you see like they go red from the back of yeah, the room yeah, to the front yeah. of the room. It's like, what are the guys at the back of the room doing? Yeah. Why aren't they out in the fight? Yeah. Can, why are they can next they to the cataclysm? Run in formation? The is that like like some of the things like they have to run in in the group that they're assigned to in the real world? <laughs> what about when he gets? They're the, not allowed um, to break formation. The, when he gets the um. Of like the fuel rod cannon thing, and you like kills four people yeah. in a row, and then it's like those four people at a diagonal that die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like exactly I'm with you. Same. It was stupid it's when you think about it. It looked great. It looked oh, awesome. Yeah, it looks fantastic. But that's the thing. But tactically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, but hopefully it's it's the same thing. Okay, previous previous podcast we were talking about solo. And how, Jason, Jurassic you had World. an issue with a certain shot where they were all shooting and didn't seem to be ducking for cover yeah. from yeah. Counterfire, Crossfire. Yeah. And, and uh, not and hitting them at all. Because yeah. we had, yeah, <laughs> Paul and I loved it because we had <laughs> suspension of disbelief yeah. at that point because yeah, we were having so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I get that. And, and I, I, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> but when you do think about it, it's really dumb. And I, oh. I just... It's Absolutely. very flawed. And I think I think that <laughs> took me out of the movie but, when they were running down the street. I could almost buy into okay. like you know everyone being in the same spot and dying at the same time. <laughs> totally. So yeah, if all yeah. the IOI guys were running down the street, that would make yeah. sense because they would they would be in that group. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but they weren't because that's stupid. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> Like the six kids out the front of the building who were just punching on. <laughs> like one kid throws a massive haymaker yeah, yeah. and his friend is going yeah, yeah, down. Exactly. Yeah. He's in Oasis going, oh, my hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just killed my friend. I just killed my friend. I pushed him into incoming traffic. <laughs> I accidentally punched him and he just ran into like six dudes who ran by. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's that's. That what if they had hilarious. to drive a car? Like that's in, if they had to get into a car, would they just sit down? 
Exactly. Just four kids sitting in formation on the footpath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> running into a brick wall every now and again. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I love can, it. That's That'd be a yeah. funny thing to make. But honestly, like, this movie is awesome. Like, I love the movie. They're, they're yeah. really, like, yeah. if... If anyone's listening, this is just nitpicks on a otherwise really good movie, yeah. and I mean, there, there's there are a few always logistical discrepancies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, exactly. overall, I it's can fun. look over it because it is fun. It's enjoyable, and for me, it did soar like an eagle. Um, and yeah, like you guys definitely loved it too. So yeah, that's. It's been a, it's been a while since the I'm three of the three of us have agreed on a movie. Well, yeah, I mean, Ocean's Ocean's Eight. We all weeks. agreed on Ocean's Eight, so that's, oh, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. It's been Delete a while that. since we all loved a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Infinity War. I think. Oh, Infinity War was yeah. was awesome. So that's good. Yep. All right, yeah. so I think we're almost <sighs> out of time. I, I, it's weird when we agree. It's weird. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't like it. Yeah. What, what, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do we end? How do we end? I don't. Yeah. What? Yeah, what? Like, hey. Pa- Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. We have a we have a Patreon. Um, uh, Facebook, community. Yeah. Talk to us. We'll talk back. We will talk back, and we have talked back to well, some we'll people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, I don't know. We could speak Brazilian. <laughs> we can. shout out to our South American community. Yeah, we have a little Paul, bit of Brazilian's a South American not, community. Brazilian's not a language, Paul. It's we have a Brazilian of them. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Such a bad joke. Oh, all right, okay. So yeah. um, that's all we have time for this week. Um, if you like the show and you want to become part of our Patreon community, visit patreon.com slash nerds before birds alternatively if you can't donate but want to support the show anyways it'd be great if you click subscribe and write a review especially on itunes it really does help us so that's all we have time for this week so that's a bye from me wait read the book first